What's up, everybody? It's episode 16 with Patrick Walthall. He's trained for ultramarathons, which I find completely fascinating. We talk about that process, nutrition, his overall life view, and where he's gone from not knowing what he's doing to finding his path. It's a fun conversation with a really fun guy. So please, everybody, enjoy Patrick Walthall. All right, we're going. All right. On this episode, we have Patrick join us. I'm going to let him do the introduction for himself, but um, uh, we met kind of going through the gym, and so why don't you inter- do a little introduction, Patrick. Awesome. Uh, my name is Patrick Walthall, uh, originally from Austin, Texas. Uh, lived here in the Bryan College Station area, area full-time now uh, for about six years, uh, on and off for about eight years. Um and I do, I do real estate here uh, locally in town. I met AJ through CrossFit uh, back probably about a year ago, I would say now. Yeah, it's about a year ago. About a year ago. Um, maybe two years ago. Maybe two. Maybe two. It, yeah, it was right, when the, right after the gym opened. Yeah. Yeah, so it was uh, yeah, right after the gym opened, and um, I a podcast, and I'm excited to be on. He invited me on the podcast and decided to talk with him today. So he left the gym shortly after I joined. I know we talked a few times, like we had a few little like interactions or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, in his text message to me, it said he left the gym for pursued different fitness avenues, and then he told me what he did. I'll let him explain. But he started getting into ultra running or training for it or whatever. So I don't know how far you are along in that process. Or- yeah. So um, uh, I was more in like the early stages, of trying just to find myself. Um, in, in life, uh, I just, I'd left a long time position at a job or the longest position I've ever held at a company. Um, and I was kind of lost. I was trying to find different aspects to, um, I guess, guide myself through release of stress in different types of fitness. Um, I, I tried the gym aspect. I did cross it. I was probably there for six months or so. Um, and did it pretty pretty regularly at the 5 a.m. sessions, and um, it, it it wasn't for me. Uh, I'm a pretty slim guy, and uh, <laughs> uh, really slim guy, real small, and it, I didn't like it too much. So um, shortly after that, I got into uh, I got into running. So I'm on this journey of running. I've really started running uh, in the past let's see, October. So past four or five months. And uh, I've run a couple races now. I'm training for the Bandera 50K, which will be in January. Nice. Uh, which is really exciting. What time um, of year is that? What time of what? What time of year do they hold the race? It'll be in January. In January? January. Yeah, January. Oh, good, because Bandera is hot. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be, uh, it's got a lot of elevation change. Yeah. Uh, and there's more of the trail running aspect got me. Uh, oh, wait, Bandera, Texas or somewhere else? Bandera, Texas. Correct. Okay, okay. Yeah. Down near San Antonio. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, it's um, hot there. Yeah, really hot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so the running aspect kind of grasped me because uh, I couldn't blame anybody else for anything. It was, it was solely on me, and it was a, it was a meditation. Running, you, you get more – there's a lot of time to think to yourself, especially long distances when you're running – two, three, six hours at a time, uh, a lot of times I don't do it without music. Um, and it's a lot of time to think to yourself, 
and where you're at in life and what you can do to improve and it's just solely based on your performance there's, there's no um, there is a lot of team aspect to it to help you on recovery stations and items like that um, but yeah that's that's kind of what got me into running oh, that's, <laughs> no, that's awesome that's mm-hmm. awesome. So have you have you run one yet? I've not. I've oh, ran okay. multiple races, uh, a bunch of half marathons. Um, I'm doing a 10-miler this weekend in Southern California. Gotcha. Uh, just ramping it up. I've got a marathon uh, November 3rd uh, down south of College Station here in Mil- at the Millican Reserve. Uh-huh. Um, so that would be really interesting to see. To see the, Yeah, but then you're jumping up to 50K. Yeah. So I feel, I don't know. It's really interesting to see how much of it's physical and how much of it's mental. Yeah. Oh, it's all mental. <laughs> it's all mental. You can always keep running. Like yeah. that's that's the whole thing about. You can always just keep pushing and running. Yeah. When I train, you... I trained for a half. I went to couch to five k. That's how I got into any exercising at all. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I was kind of heavy when I came up here, and we just talked about giving up sodas and. Yep. Twelve years ago, I did that, but. Um, I, I did that training and it was really a mental thing. Just like, okay, I know I can keep running. And whenever I got to the 13 miles or whatever it was that we were running, um, I would, I would get to like mile seven and I can't run anymore. I just can't heal. (laughs) I'm just tired. I'm beat. This is it. This is the end. And then once I got past, so I get to like mile eight, mm-hmm. and then that's when, oh, okay, well, now I'm going to 13, no big deal. Just one like, more mile, one more And then mile. I'm sure like once you get progress on, like they say, the last couple miles or whatever it is in the in the marathon is the worst. Yeah, I've not hit that distance yet, so I, I haven't hit that wall, <laughs> that, that infamous wall that everybody talks about. So yeah. it's good. Uh, I can't wait to hit it, because I want to see how, how I react to it yeah. uh, and push through it to... Or if I can push through it. I don't know if I can. I, I, I believe in myself that I can, but there's a lot of people who can't. Um, so, especially being a trail run. I mean, most marathons are, that the people run for the first time are going to be on the road. Yeah. With, little, with, with some elevation change, but it's going to be, um, especially here in College Station, the elevation change is not going to be drastic. And with these trail runs, you're going up and down the creek beds, everything like that. So there's drastic elevation change. Yeah. Um, Luckily, we're at a low elevation. Uh, hopefully, there won't be too much humidity. <laughs> uh, being yeah. in November, but... In the winter, it should be okay. But we live in Texas. Yeah. I mean, last Thanksgiving, it was like 90 It could still be 90 degrees. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I just, I'm looking at floating the Devil's River, and I called them, and I said... I was like, what's the weather going to be like on the Devil's River in into November and December time frame? And they were like, well, you know, it's Texas. It could be 90, or it could be 28. Yeah, it, <laughs> I'm like crazy. I don't know they want to freeze out there on that thing. So <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's that's the added element. But I like trail running is fun. Like I I did a Spartan race, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed the running on the trail a lot more than I did, ever have running on the road. And I don't like running. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't I don't enjoy running on like the asphalt or I'm good sprinting. Or chasing after a ball. That's what I like. Soccer, football. Anything like, yeah, if I'm playing a sport of yep. any kind, it doesn't matter what it is, just as long as I'm playing something. Mm-hmm. But the the running part of it, I never really, really, I never really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I completely understand that. And I 
even more understand running on asphalt. Uh, <laughs> I, there's nothing more I hate than just running on the street. Uh, yep. It's it's boring. You're looking at the same stuff you do when you drive. I can try. I can drive down the majority yeah. places where I'm running, and it's like, okay, scenery's the same. Yep. And uh, there's not. It's not very technical either. There's not. There's not much skill to it. Where it show runs, you really have to watch where you step. Yeah. You got roots. You got it's rocks. Busy. And, yeah, mud, whatever else, and it it adds a technicality to it that keeps your keeps your mind more active on the activity yeah. too. Yeah, I can see that. I, I mean, I know just from run, doing the trails, and we ran some out at Lake Bryan, mm-hmm. doing some workouts there. Like we've carried stuff, we've done runs where we just run for so many minutes and then turn around and come back or run through the trails, and watching your foots and footstep it seems to work and maybe i just have add and that's what like i see the things go by oh oh squirrel bird root don't hit that hole like it keeps my mind moving and that way it's it's not so bad it's i actually enjoy it yeah this is what that's an interesting way to look at too because i've never i've never looked at it that way i was diagnosed with add when i was younger Really? And maybe that's why I enjoy it. I was never diagnosed, but I'm pretty sure that it's running <laughs> rampant through me. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah it, huh, I've never thought about it that way. Yeah, I mean, or maybe you just got a creative mind. It just maybe runs so. out. I, I don't guess. know. I don't like to use that as, I don't, uh, the doctors try to diagnose Kendra with it and mm-hmm. never use that as a crutch. Like, hey, no medication, just hold yourself accountable for doing stuff mm-hmm. you have to control that anyway and learn how to control it and then I think it actually works to some people's advantage if you let it go yeah like if you if you really let it what they call ADD usually it could be just antsy stuff or people just are bored bored is a weird word to say but yeah they just get bored with what's going on and fidget yeah. and move and everything else but always gotta have something to yeah. fidgeting with something and that, that's definitely me. Yeah, you know, I've always got to be doing something. I can't sit still for long. There you go. <laughs> I like it, man. I dig it. I can relate totally. Mm-hmm. But that's something we talked about uh, when we met up at the to have coffee, even though it's sober October for him. He's no caffeine, none of that stuff. I had the coffee for him, so it's okay. Was it good? That was great. I yeah. love. I, I like Tipsy Bean coffee. Tipsy Shout Bean. out to Tipsy Bean. There's no sponsors yet, so if you want to, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, Tipsy, Tipsy Bean is an awesome place to hang out. Yeah, great really place is. to grab a glass of wine. Great place to grab a cup of coffee in the morning. And I mean, um, I don't know of any place around call station it's like nice. it. And it's very chill. It's cool. Yeah, really yeah. good price too. So yeah, but uh, you some point in your life, I don't know the time frame because we really didn't get into it, but you you drank a lot and then just decided to stop drinking. Yeah. So it, it, it's the way I understood it. And I had another guy on the podcast, Matthew, it's an artist that was mm-hmm. very similar in that sense where he, he didn't really drink for a long period of time. It was like when he did, he went all in, and then when he went out, he went all out. Like, I'm not yeah. doing this anymore type of thing. So what, what's... What's part of that story with uh, where what is, where does that fall in your life with this whole thing and the ultra running and the CrossFit and the finding yourself and yeah. wanting, you know the different job and everything else? I definitely think it plays a big aspect of it. Um, I didn't drink a ton in high school, uh, which is probably a good thing. I really started drinking when I got into college, and it was it was an everyday deal. Um, I mean, I worked at I worked at a local bar for years here, and. It almost felt that you you had to drink to be sociable, 
and fit in to wherever you were. That's where that's where my issue was. I wasn't going to school here at the time, so I was working. So, which was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was really fun. I worked for a great company here in town, and we drank a lot at work. I mean, it, it, was, it was a blast. And it got to the point, um, and that's, it's been probably, I'd say like, seven years, seven, eight years journey. And um, you go through these cycles in life, and you get into these routines. You go home, you eat dinner, you grab a beer out of the fridge. You go to dinner with friends, grab a margarita too. All right, let's go to Northgate. Go have a couple shots. A couple <laughs> shots turns into ten shots. Yeah. And then you're hungover the next day. Like, I hate my life. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it, it just got on, like, a repetitive cycle. And I'm always looking at, like, changing things to change my outcome in life. And uh, I had a close friend of mine that stopped drinking uh, at the first of the year. And he was seeing tremendous benefits. He's quite a bit older than I am, but he was seeing tremendous business, or benefits with his family and his business. So I was like, okay. Uh, well, I went to this wedding, and man, I was hungover. So hungover the next day. And I challenged myself and a couple buddies to it. Like, let's do this. Was back in June. Okay. Uh, so it's not so that it's, long. So it's pretty recent. Pretty, pretty yeah, recent. Yeah. Right, right when I started running. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and I challenged a couple buddies to not drink for one month. And they lasted like three days, four days, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of stuck with it. And I was gonna just, I was just gonna do a month. And then I got there a month. I was like, well, it's not that bad. But I was, I was staying away from the social events that got me around drinking. I was staying away from the bars. I was staying away from concerts and anything else that revolved around it, um, because I knew I'd, I would fall into the pressure. And months came, months came away, and I, I started putting myself back in those situations where I'm going to the bars now, but I'm not drinking, yeah. and uh, not waking up hungover in the morning is amazing yeah um and do well, i drink again absolutely actually I, I have a date where i know exactly when i'm gonna start drinking again uh, i'm about <laughs> to leave the country and uh i want to enjoy myself in that experience um and i think drinking will be part of the culture there um so i definitely plan on start drinking again but I, I don't ever see myself drinking nearly to the to the extent that i was um but like I was saying before, it was you get to these cycles in life, and whether it's a healthy cycle or an unhealthy cycle, it it, it determines your future. Yeah. And uh, usually you can see results within like ninety days. So if you start drinking a drinking soda. We were talking about drinking sodas. Drink a soda every day for ninety days. You know that ninety days, you're probably gonna feel like crap if you don't have a soda. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Caffeine's the same way. Uh, yeah. Caffeine. Most people don't think of caffeine as a drug. Oh, it's a drug, totally. It, it is completely totally drug. a drug. <laughs> and and don't get me wrong, I love caffeine. Yeah. Uh, I love myself a hot cup of coffee in the morning or maybe mid afternoon when I'm feeling down. Um, but I don't like being dependent on it, especially when I got into running. Uh, when I started running, I got dependent on caffeine. I would take like gel packets and I could only run on the caffeine. Oh. So I started weaning myself off caffeine. And it was incredible how my time has improved. Really? When I'm getting off the caffeine. That's crazy. That's um, interesting. Very interesting. Like, last night, I ran five miles. I ran my fastest time I've ever ran in my life. I ran five miles at, like, 735 pace. That's awesome. Um, which, it, 
for people listening, I guess that's fast. I don't think it's that fast compared to the people I'm running. Who you're comparing it against? I mean, yeah, that one guy ran. What was it? He ran 100 miles at a seven minute mile pace. He set a record. He said that. I mean, that is. Yeah, that's. I mean, I can't even fathom. My legs hurt thinking about that. I can't fathom. My IT bands are locked up right now. Yeah. For sure. And the thing about, like, uh, the Boston Marathon, like one of the largest marathons out there, they just reduced their time to qualify. Uh, So to to qualify for the Boston Marathon, you have to run it in under three hours in our age group. Um, You calculate that. That's crazy. And most. So. And the way their races are calculated, you're actually going to probably run like 26.5, 26.7 miles from start to finish. Yeah. So 642, 643, yeah. just to qualify for the Boston Marathon. That's crazy. That's a crazy. That's um, being a sprinter, like sprinting. Uh-huh. That's an insane number to me. Yeah, it's mind blowing to keep that pace up for that long. Yeah. And I'm working up to it. Yeah. I, I I definitely have that as a goal one day. Um, to qualify for Boston Marathon. Um, I think it'd be pretty cool to do it. Yeah. Uh, and j- just like a bucket list item, check it off the list. Like, I qualified for Boston Marathon and ran it. Um, and I think they have about like 30,000 people who run it every year, which is insane amount of people for a race. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot That's of a people. Lot. I could be wrong on that number, but I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. Um, well, I was curious, so something you said, and I kind of want to go back to it just because it's in my mind right now, is that when you were talking about the drinking, and then you stopped back in June, and I wonder, this is, because I had, you know, I drank, I drank, I wouldn't say, I mean, I was drinking a lot, there was other circumstances in my life, and it's not really me, like, mm-hmm. drinking's just not ever been really my thing, drugs have never been my thing, I've never done any drugs other than alcohol and caffeine Mm -hmm. that's it i mean that's all i do but um it's just because it's never been something i've been interested or had a temptation to do Mm -hmm. but it does cloud my i know when i did drink more and more in that social setting and you're hanging out and you're doing your thing um i when you were talking about your guy having a better you know business and family being able to function like your thinking is different your mind is different. I think it's the same with soda, too. Like, how your body feels is how you kind of react. It affects your mind. So you wonder if all these changes in your life, like trying to find yourself and moving the job and looking at that, I wonder if, like, the alcohol played a role in your indecisiveness, I guess, of, like, not knowing, not being able to figure it out. Yeah, and the running thing came up. Like I've, I started running, like, a mile every now and then. Right after I left that job. That, it's been, I guess, right at three years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I was not consistent with it by any means. Like, I'd run, I'd get really stressed out, I'd go run a mile, be done. Uh, run a mile, be done. And I don't know how many times I did that. Uh, it, I was not consistent with it. I mean, I'd go months without running. Um, and it, I got invited to run a 5K in Houston shortly after I stopped drinking. And that got me addicted. I ran at one five k. I was yeah. like, okay, I'm, I can do this. I'm, I'm a slender guy. I got long legs, and I'm definitely decent at running. Uh, came up with a pretty crazy time for the first time ever running a five k. I thought, um, so that's I just started running on my own and running every 
every single day. I don't run every single day now. Um, do more like segmented runs, so I run three to three to five times a week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Longer distances, uh, training up for these races. Do you think you think better though, not being on, like your mind works better, and you're so it's a combination of you're not drinking, so you're clean of all that bogging up your mind and now you're running in sort of like a meditative state so the combination of the two things are like i think it's a combination of a lot of things mm. that changed so um eating healthier um so no like processed foods try to cut That's out pretty much all bread deal. almost no i, I used to see yeah like a half gallon of ice cream go get a good old bluebell <laughs> cookies and cream and just eat the entire thing and i Loved that. Don't get me wrong. I still love ice cream. Um, but yeah, it, it's a combination of things, uh, of, of a lot of things. Meditating. I meditate every morning now, um, and that being able to separate what's a thought, what's a feeling, and pulling myself out of the situation and kind of looking at it at a broader, broader view to be able to make more decisive decisions in a time where I would typically just react to it. Where I just sit back and say, sit back and say, well, maybe that's not the best decision. Let's hold on a second. Let's let's think about this for a second. I've been really reactive my entire life and being able to pull back for a second, like, okay, hold on a second. Where are we going here? What's our goal? Is this the best decision? That's crazy. Like that's a that's a really interesting thing is what you said, and it's how everything starts firing on all cylinders. How just even eating better can change your thought process and help you to go from reactionary and impulsive or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. to really processing like what you're taking in. Yes, like the information you're taking it in better. You start to I know that from just. Improving my eating. I've never been the worst, although Kim would probably disagree when she hears that. <laughs> at the same time, and I've played around a lot with it, like trying to put on weight to lift more weight mm-hmm. and stuff like that. The wrong ways or theories. I've done all sorts of things for 30 days, different diets. But I noticed the more I get it dialed in, the better my whole machine is running because I'm taking the information and I'm processing it. And Kim can totally tell when I have not... Uh, had the right things to eat, enough to eat, mm-hmm. a balanced diet because I I'd get kind of like these little low spots and kind of zone out. And she it's can like totally the Snickers tell. commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a Snickers commercial. Yeah. Only it's because I ate the Snicker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like the reverse of it. it's like it should be a thing of spinach. Like mm-hmm. eat that, clear your mind up. You know. Yeah, and it came back to like uh, when I was diagnosed with ADD, I was prescribed Adderall. And I don't even know how young that was. I was just young. Um, and weaning myself off that year That's ago. a crazy – that's – yeah. I've seen so many people on it. And then just being around it and the kids having friends come over and seeing them on it. It's like, whoa, man, that's crazy. hardcore. They're like glazes over their eyes. There's things going on inside, but you don't exactly know what. Mm-hmm. And I started getting hangovers from it, like horrible hangovers from it. And without drinking, Dude. just taking it because it would dehydrate you. You try to drink enough water and – never drink enough water to keep up with it and then you yeah. wouldn't eat because it makes it, it uh, suppresses your appetite and it just is these effects and that's probably why I, I would say partial to blame not fully to blame why I've, I've been so 
unhealthy looking skinny my life is because I was prescribed those drugs. Yeah. And um, so, like you said, it's trying to build more like a holistic life. Yeah. And it is not just individual, just strictly for running, but to improve your mental capability, improve your memory, improve your learning capability, improve your writing, improve your speech. Um, everywhere, in every aspect of life. And it's, um, I think alcohol has a time and place for it. Uh, do oh, I for think, sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't think I'll, I was abusing it. I would, I would definitely say I was abusing it. Um, and I, there's probably a lot of people around me that would say I was abusing it. I think a lot of people abuse it and don't realize they're abusing it. Like what the tolerance level of what they think abusing it is versus what really abusing it is, is to- totally different things. I mean, polar opposites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like they, they probably think oh, I'm not that bad, you know? I go out and I do exactly what everybody else is doing that I'm around. Well, yeah, that you're around. And, they're, you know, the Annie always gets upped with something like that. Mm-hmm. It's anything that you do that's addictive is, like, the running. You're going to up it. You're going to do a 50. And then you're going to be like, oh, I want to do this 100-miler. Oh, I want to do this 150-miler. Exactly. But why do the races keep going up and up? Like, they're, I mean, they're talking about doing a what is it, a 400-mile race or something? Uh, that's They're talking about making one of those. It's like, how, why do it, it go, the Annie always gets up, mm-hmm. you know, because they see it's possible and then they do it. In the yeah. action sports world, that's so like, it, that that opened my eyes up big time. It's because when you see, uh, when YouTube came out, it allowed people to see what people were doing immediately. Yes. And once a, so something that this person may have worked on for, I don't know, man, years even, trying to get this. And they finally land this one trick. A 14-year-old kid who just picked it up and goes, sees it and goes, oh, I can do that. And then just does it. Yeah. And they go, I worked so hard to do that. But that's the, that's the natural evolution of the way things go. So it's the same way with drinking. It's like yeah. you start drinking and you're like, oh, I'll just have two beers a night. And if you're around – if you surround yourself with those people – then it's three beers the next night. Yep. And then it's four. And then it's, well, we'll mix liquor in the beer. Oh, well, then we'll just go out all night. Yeah. You know, and it just keeps escalating. Yeah. It's and like I, that with anything. Yeah, and I really like what you said there. It's about the people you hang around. Yeah. And you are the average of the five people you hang around the most. It's so true. There's um, nothing more true than that. Whether their bad habits are or their good habits yep. are, whether it's financially. I mean, almost any aspect of life, if you look at it, the five people you hang around the most it's who you're going to become. The average of the, the average of all five. Yeah. And um, I, I love people, and I love hanging around people, and it just sometimes uh, it, I don't like hate you anymore. <laughs> but it's just probably not the best for me that we that we continue to hang out oh, it's because totally true. I don't want to drink uh, half a handle of whiskey tonight. <laughs> There's some people that have a time and place in your life for good and bad reasons. Yeah. And I think sometimes even people that are important in a certain period of your time, uh, time in your life, they're not necessarily a perfect fit. So yep. you just kind of separate every now and then, especially if you're trying to move forward yep. with what you're doing and not stay stuck in the same hole. Mm-hmm. Like you always have that core group, the small little group that's around you, yes. but then other people are just going to weave in and out of your life, yep. um, you know, at different points in time. And you might pick up that friend that you're going to have or be around forever but mm-hmm. still at the, at the same time it's I totally totally agree with that and that's 
one way, I think if you're always constantly trying to move forward, like it sounds like you're always trying to improve yourself, yes. looking for that, then people are going to come in. It's the, it's the, when you're stuck in that same rut and people that complain, like, I can't get any better. That's the people at the gym, like, I don't gain any weight. I don't get any more muscle. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm always overweight. Well, you're never really trying to move forward. You're still around the same people. Yep. You're still eating the same foods. And you're still do you're still doing the same exercises that you did before. So if you don't change, nothing's going to change. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. So if you don't move on from those people, nothing's going to change. Yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah, that could be more true. Yeah. And, and I guess another another thing that kind of set me back is that, or with the drinking game, me realize is that uh, I'm a local realtor here in College Station, and. Um, even though I don't pursue that as my main business, I do hang around a lot of them because I'm, I'm involved with that industry. And seeing how much some of those people drink, even like in the middle of the day, is <laughs> <laughs> mind-blowing. Uh, it's, it's just absolutely mind-blowing. And being, so if I was like, well, if I just don't drink, like, I've got a competitive advantage against so many of these hey, people. It sounds so simple. It, just one simple thing, just yeah. don't drink. Yeah. And, I, and I'm already two steps ahead of them. That's what somebody asked me what the secret was to selling in the job that I'm at. Like, what, what what's the difference between the job you're at now and the job before? I was like, well, I had five competitors that sold the same thing I was selling that were just as hungry as I was. Mm-hmm. In this one, all I have to do is show up. Mm-hmm. Because most of the time, these people don't even show up. They just assume that, like, yep. and you're going, what a simple concept. But I've learned over seeing the different jobs and the different types, that's not the norm. Like, showing up and being aggressive like that is not the norm. Yeah. It's definitely the outlier. So, I mean, to me it's easy, but I was trained under a different, a different, uh, it was like fight or flight. I mean, mm-hmm. if you don't show up, you don't get paid. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's it. And so, to me, it's, this is just what you do, but to the outside, it's like, oh, I've got a huge competitive advantage now because I do something that, most of the people don't do exactly. So you're like, oh man, and not drinking during the day. Yeah. That's like, that should you almost think that'd be common sense, but it's not. Especially <laughs> when you're an independent contractor. I mean, yeah. you, gotta, you don't have a lot of time. Independent contractor, you don't have a boss, so yeah. Um, yeah, there's no one telling you what to do, and that's why a lot of people do it is the freedom of going out there and doing what you want on your own time. Um, you can't do that in this business because then you won't get anything done. Oh, motivation level. Yeah, you, like, you just won't get anything done. Yeah. In um, the concept, uh, a lot of one concept I've really tried to grasp, and it, it's actually interesting because it, it's really well shown in like the pop culture hip hop industry. And it, 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 I can't it, wait to hear what this. Is yeah, going. and it's it's be do have, be the person that. Be the person that you need to be, do the activities you need to do, and then you get to have, have what you have. You don't see a rapper going buying a Rolls Royce, then creating an album, then being a gangster. <laughs> He's a gangster first. And become, he, he, he is that person. Yeah. And then he creates the album, and then he gets to Rolls Royce. And a lot of people try to do it backwards. They go out, Rolls Royce is probably bags expression let's go out and buy an f-250 truck okay now um, since we're in texas we'll go with the truck yeah exactly. we'll go with the truck thing and then and then i'm gonna go uh start doing construction oh there's a lot of people that do that too 
that's I see it all the time in the oil field stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, I, the oil field people are bad about it. They're like, you can't sell if you don't have an F-250. Yeah, that's just not true. No, it's not. <laughs> I can drive up in a Cavalier with half a door on. Whatsoever. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, I'm trying to and be yourself. That, that was a big thing. I was always trying to be like someone else. What people... What you thought people wanted you to be. Exactly. And yeah. That got me shot down so many times. Door slammed in the face, in my face, telling me to F off on the phone multiple times. Yeah. And I just wasn't being myself. And the more I became myself and learned who I was, the more successful I've become. And I'm not successful by any means, I don't believe yet. And I think it's a process. It's just getting addicted to becoming the best person that you can be and learning to just knowing yourself, the more, the better you can know yourself, the better you can help others. Yeah. And that's then, a good statement. Yeah. And yeah. and it, it boils down to like the food and eating healthy. And I know like, well, if I eat healthy, I'm gonna feel better. Well, if I feel better, well, I'm gonna go out and do these things. Well, I got to do these things. I'll produce results. Um, People like you more because you're being exactly. I think more the, you. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think the number one drug in the United States is right now. Is it Prozac? Not Prozac. Uh, oh, it's probably an SSRI for sure. Yeah, it's like a mental health, like depression yeah. medicine. Yeah. It's like, it's crazy to think how many people are on these prescription drugs. And a lot of times... I mean, it's, Xanax? Xanax? I don't, I, don't, I don't remember the drug, <laughs> but it, it isn't. It's, it's once per certain drug, and it's, it's insane the numbers that are prescribed out there. And... I think if people would just dial back and get back to the basics of eating healthier and exercising regularly, whether that's doing two push-ups and going for a 30-minute walk a day, and like you said, showing up. It's a consistency of showing up. Yeah. And yeah. eventually, you'll start doing more. It's not It's not going out to the gym like, okay, I'm going to start working out. All right, let's kill this. And show up for the... For the first week, you do it four weeks, four days in a row, you kill it, and you feel dead. Like, oh, okay, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> yeah. Like, we've all been there. Like, I'm, I'm never doing that workout again. Like, I, yeah. I feel like death. Well, that's and, what I always say, that the days where I don't want to work out, I don't feel like, man, I'm just, I'm feeling sluggish today and weak. Maybe I need to rest, but I also need to do something. Yes. I need to move. If it's not a scheduled rest day, I need to get my work in, because... I figured out when I push through that, that's like, I don't want to say like knocking down the demons or whatever that are trying to keep you out, but it is not, it's mentally, it's a workout. It doesn't matter what your score is in it. It doesn't matter what kind of day you have. Mm -hmm. It matters that you finish it because then you just won. Like, and I think you won the biggest victory at that point in time. It's a small victory that add up. It's not the big, huge victory that, that build or that, I guess create who you are it's all the small victories every single day it just teaches you you can you can push through anything even mentally not feeling like you don't want to do anything mm-hmm. and you can do something like, yeah I can get my butt up off the couch and I can go do something I don't need yeah I had a bad day at work guess what I'm gonna go still put in my work mm-hmm. I'm still gonna do the thing and then when I get done I at least succeeded in something that day yeah. and that's finishing what what I did so like oh I won hey and then I wake up the next day and I'm hungry to get back let's, at let's it. Let's do this. Yeah. Then I'm ready to go. It's like, I'm ready to I'm ready to crush it today. Yes. I can't wait to get back to the gym. You yeah. Know? That's it. Yeah. yeah. And when, I, 
I think that's a great way to put it. It's like the days you don't feel like going to the gym or like days I don't feel like going out running. And, okay, it's like, okay, I don't feel like running. It's like, okay, I'm going to go out and walk six miles. So that's my schedule today. I think, well, if I walk six miles, like, this is going to take forever. Yeah. <laughs> so I get yep. like half a mile. It's like, okay, start with a slow jog. Slow jog just builds up. And showing up is, I'm going to say like 95% of it. And once you show up and you're out there, you pretty much forget everything else. Like, I'm here, you might as well do it. Get out there and just knock it out. And it, it is a learning process. I, I'm not an expert in any of these subjects. It's, it's just me trying to discover myself and what's working for me uh, and what I have, what I have found that, uh, what I found this works. I mean, everybody's different too. So, like, what works for me is probably not going to work for you. Like, you know, I'm, you're not going to go out and run 10 miles on Sunday. No. But, no. uh... That's because I absolutely do not want to. Exactly. I find no enjoyment in that. And I think, I think the difference between the two things, like, you like to go out and run. Mm-hmm. I promote... I'm not like this guy that says, you have to do it this one way. I'm not a bodybuilder making fun of CrossFit. I'm mm-hmm. not a runner making fun of bodybuilding. I'm not any of those things. I think as long as people are active and they're fit, then they're... Staying healthy and productive is good for them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how fit you are. Like, you don't need to be totally ripped. No. You just need to be active and healthy. Like, it, it just makes you a better human being all the way around. Mm-hmm. And it also, it does a lot of things. Chain reaction, I could go down a rabbit hole with that. But yeah, I really try to tell people when they ask me, they go, oh, you do CrossFit. You're like, you're one of those wacky dudes. Like, no, I don't want you to do CrossFit. I'm not going to push you into that if that's really not what you enjoy. Like, if you try it, you don't enjoy it. Well, then find something else. You need to find something you enjoy because if you, the way I look at it, if you enjoy it, you're going to stick with it. Exactly. And that's that's <laughs> what you need to do. Find an activity that you enjoy and you're going to stick with that and keep wanting to do that because you're going to enjoy the process of it, not just the end results. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my philosophy and the way I look at it. Now, I do think you ought to try the different things and learn what you do and don't like. Yeah. It when it comes you. to healthy things to do. I'm not talking about drugs. That would be a bad idea. You don't want to like, I want to see what meth does. You know, I'm not going to do that. But I'm saying with, with different hobbies and different things that you like. And, um, you know, even with, I would say even down to like jobs and profession and schooling and what you want to do. Yeah. I would think trying or at least entertaining the thought of what it would be like, like follow somebody around for a day or just, you know, whatever it is, look into the thing if you've got an interest. It may not be for you. But it also might lead you down a path that gets you to the next thing you want to do. Yeah. And fail, I mean, uh, I don't, I've not told many people this at all. Um, and I've become more open to it because it's like you said, just knowing yourself and accepting what it is. Like my, my nickname is Dill. Everybody calls me Dill. And I got the nickname in high school, <laughs> Hog Hunting, in uh, Elgin, Texas with a friend. A friend and another guy. We were hunting with dogs, catching these large pigs that are tearing up the crops. And I accidentally let a dog go. And he guy said, gosh, dang it, Dill. Why'd you let the dog go? And that name stuck with me because that one friend told everybody. <laughs> laughing about it. He said I messed like, up. Dill. Yeah, but I messed up. But I, And what I realized is that I mess up probably 90% more than anybody else. Like, I fail a lot <laughs> in a lot of things that I do. But that failure is a learning process. And every time I fail... It's one step closer to success. 
and then I fail, and then it's one step closer to success, and then it's failed. I'm learning all these lessons along the way, and I'm I'm not I'm not scared to fail at things. And that's an important lesson is like not being scared to fail at things. Uh, uh, kids ask me that all the time. Um, Kim's a good example of it, but like throwing yourself out in putting myself. I'm almost addicted to putting myself in the situation where if I do fail, it would seem embarrassing. Mm-hmm. But that's when I know, like, okay, now you're going to – this is the best situation because it's a win-win, actually. If I fail, I learn. If I win, it's awesome. Yeah. Like, like, it's, it's, like yeah. what's the what, – like, this, when I go into situations, it's like, okay, what's the absolute worst thing that's going to happen with this situation? Like, well, if – I run and I fail at it. Like, well, then I suck at running. Okay, whoopie well, do. I go home and I don't run again. Or, yeah. um, but you don't know until you try. Exactly. But if you never start, you're not going to know if you won or not. Like, yeah. that's the whole thing. It's easy to sit on the sideline and just Monday morning quarterback everything. Be like, <laughs> oh yeah, this is easy. This is a safe thing. I can tell everybody else how they failed. Yeah. But I don't ever have to throw myself in front. There's a lot of people in competitions that do that, and it doesn't matter whether it's CrossFit or football or baseball. You see it all the way around. I can use an example just of some competitive CrossFitters that I know that they'll put out that they're really awesome and they have great numbers in the gym and they do all these awesome things and their goal is to make it all the way to the top. At least that's what they tell you. Mm-hmm. But then they're never throwing their sums out there. And it's it's – like when qualifiers come up, well, I can't do it. You know, I don't want to do that. I'm training for you know, training and focusing on this. Or this big competition's coming up. I don't, you know, uh, I got this going on. I really need to stay focused and train on my goal. Like, mm-hmm. but the real reason is they don't want to throw themselves out there because yeah. the thought of them losing is worse. It's than actually the joy of winning, I guess. But that's like the most. The embarrassment of losing to them because of what they've put out there, about the image about themselves, is worse to them than the enjoyment of the winning, the possibility yeah. of winning. Yeah, the, yeah. Fear, the fear of failure is greater than the... Yeah. Than the, the, fear, the fear of failure is greater than the um, feeling of success. Yeah. That's not the right way to say it. I'm no, but I, I was looking for the right <laughs> words, and hopefully everybody listening will get what we're saying. But yeah, that's that's what I've noticed about it, and I... It's like, yeah, I may have, I may have gotten a hundred and fifth out of four hundred people. Yeah, sure, I may have. Guess what you got? Zero, mm-hmm. because you didn't even sign up for it. So how do you know how you did? That's why I like things where um, I can measure myself by with my peers because I want an honest. That's the only way to get an honest picture of where you're at in life. Yes, is when you go up against the best mm-hmm. and you compete against them in anything in life, work. You name it, the whole thing. Once you do that, you get used to that level. Mm-hmm. And then you have an actual measuring stick, and you know where you need to improve because there is no place to hide. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no cheating. There's no getting around it. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah, and it's crazy, too. Like, once you start competing, uh, you don't know where to start, and you don't know where to ask for help. It's crazy how many people will just help you and how many people are just open to, like, it's totally. free help. Yep. Like, hey, man, I got this question. You go up to, like, Person who ran number one or placed first in this race, like, hey man, like, how'd you get here? Like, like, what do you do for training? And don't just straight up tell you. <laughs> no, no one's gonna be oh, like, yeah. no one's gonna be like, oh man, I don't tell anybody anything. Um, I, I've yet to find that in the running community, and a lot of, and even in real estate, 
what I do. Um, sometimes you find that in real estate because real estate's a slime ball industry. I mean, oh yeah, it, it can it, be. It, it's Just like very, any sort of salesman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't like that part of the industry by any means. Um, and that's, that's just, well, it is what it is. Uh, so what I can do is just be, be my better self and not be that person because I don't want to attract that type of person to do business with. Yeah. No, I totally get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. It like, and that it kind of goes to everything that, and how you just live your life as a whole. Yeah. You know, like your core philosophies and you can take it all the way back to the beginning of your story where you're trying to better yourself. Like, mm-hmm. so you've gone through this whole process and this journey of, okay, I tried all these things. That's not for me. Oh, I like the running. I've tried uh, this job. Man, I just don't like it. I'm going to do this. Oh, I really enjoy flipping houses. So Mm -hmm. that's what I'm going to start pursuing. And then you dump all the things that get in your way of getting there. And your core values of just showing up cutting out the drinking because that's not helping me right now like oh hey look i'm better i'll just keep doing it for another month and another month and another month you know that that sort of attitude will only lead to greater successes down the line Mm -hmm. as far as it goes and you can actually i guess bring it around to this is you can train yourself because you have you had a road back then that you i can stay in the same job i can keep going to planet fitness and i can Go out to the bars and drink with my friends every night, and I'm going to have the same exact life over and over again. Like this, same you results. know what that is, yeah. But you can also change it. Mm-hmm. It's it's the free will to change at any moment. But that's where, like we just talked about, the fear comes in. Mm-hmm. It's scary. It's just fear like change. stepping out in the light. Yep. It's a fear of change. It's fear of exposure. It's fear of failure on the biggest stage of all mm-hmm. and people going you're crazy for doing that i just listened to a podcast with uh michael bisbee on it today just randomly like mm-hmm. there's a random one i don't normally listen to at all but um i saw his name and i became a bigger fan of his from what he had to say mm-hmm. and it was like his journey through martial arts was basically like i don't want he told his dad i don't want to be the guy who's 45 years old and oh i wish maybe shoulda coulda woulda it's like I got to roll the dice. And then if I fail, I can always go back to the slaughterhouse. Yeah. Like there, there's a million crappy jobs that I can have. <laughs> yeah. But there's only one awesome job that I want. And I'm going to give it my best shot to take it. And if I don't make it, oh well. At yeah. least I tried. Yeah, you know? There's always something to fall back on. Yep. Exactly. There's always not, go flip birds at McDonald's. Yep. I'm not going to look back and go, oh man, I really wish instead of flipping burgers, I'd have tried that. No, I tried it. And now I'm flipping burgers at McDonald's. Oh, or nowadays, go work for Amazon for $15 yeah. an hour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Patrick, it's been fun, man. Yeah. This, is a, this is a good time, man. That's it's awesome. awesome. Yeah. I appreciate you having me on. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for being. Anytime.